So it's, it's the, actually the company that makes uh, OxyContin. They built a brand new $30 billion building for us to do, do research on non-opiate pain medication. I mean, I think every home brewer thinks about it. We could make a career of this, yeah. right? You know, so I think eventually we could cover the whole, the whole state of, of distributing our, our, our beer. What's up, guys? You're listening to The Climb Project, where we do a deep dive into individuals' unique career blueprints and the steps they took on their climb to success. This week's interview was with Sam Victory. He is a founder and owner of Wise Man Brewing in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So for those of you who aren't local to this area, uh, Wise Man is kind of one of the bigger breweries, and I'll play some footage just so you can kind of get a, a little glimpse of, of what the inside looks like, but they're definitely one of the more popular spots in, in Winston and uh, a pretty cool place to hang out. So I kind of wanted to see what his story was and how he sort of started the whole business and you know why he jumped over from 20, 30 years of working in big pharma into craft brewing and you know, that whole world. So it's a pretty, pretty cool story. Sam's a very nice person, very soft-spoken, very open and willing to share, you know, a lot of details about his journey, his career path. And so it's a, definitely a pretty, pretty cool if you guys are interested in you know, starting your own brewery or, or making a shift from a, a career path that maybe you originally thought you were going to stick with for probably your whole career into something that is totally different. So Definitely a, a cool listen. Follow along wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, thanks for joining me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks for your patience. I'm not. Um, a, I'm not. You know, on the uh, the ultra outgoing person, but you know, it's uh, I like to like to do these 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 types of things to get yeah. better, better with practicing. Yeah. So, well, I guess for for those who see this someday, I just maybe your name and kind of what your, what your current role is. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm uh, Sam Victory. I'm co-founder and brewmaster here at Wise Man Brewing. Um, it's been yeah, it's been a lot of fun over the last five years, putting uh, at, since we've been open uh, with this project and a few years, you know, of, uh, of uh, putting it together before before that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and I was kind of talking to you before I set all this up stuff, but so my my goal with all this is to sort of see what your story was to get here right so i think a lot of people are interested in steps people take in order to to get to where they are maybe later in their career maybe by the time they think they're sort of at a successful place in their career or somewhere they're kind of satisfied with sure so maybe you could give me a little background on like your where you kind of grew up and sort of your 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 upraising you know from the from the beginning just uh, yeah, sure. When you're uh, younger, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I grew up uh, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in uh, Greenbrier, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I I was pretty much a science guy, even even yeah. back then, right? You know, kind of knew I, I I wanted to get into that at, at some level, right? So I uh, went to University of Tennessee at Martin and was a chemistry major there. Were, were your family or anything in, in the science world before? Like, how did you get introduced in the, in the first place? No, not really. I just, I just kind of... You just kinda, were like, that's yeah, my... Yeah, and just in, in, in high school, it was yeah. chemistry class, physics class. That was... That was uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, physics was kind of tough. I never really... See, I was an engineer, so I was... Physics was my thing. Chemistry, I was like, yeah. stay away. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it took me a while, and, and I, yeah, I know how you feel, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, it takes a while to... Yeah. Cool. 
to really for it took a while for me to really to pick it up right yeah, yeah so that's what i did in college uh and then like my senior year in college i took a class that was the synthesis of the top 10 uh drugs that were on the market that year okay uh, you know kind of like starting from scratch how would you make these in, in the laboratory you mm -hmm. know and that's when that's things kind of cool. click for me like okay maybe that's what i wanted want to do because i had no idea what, what I was going to do with a chemistry degree so at that point. So where did you go to this college again, sorry? At Tennessee Martin. Tennessee Martin, okay. Yeah. And so you studied chemistry there? Yep. Cool. Yep. Okay, so so you graduate college with a chemistry degree, I'm assuming, and then from there, what, what's your next kind of step? Yeah, so uh, to, to be able to, you know, utilize, utilize that with uh, thinking about drug design and synthesis and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had needed to go to graduate school. To, I, I thought that was the best step for me. So I went to uh, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Uh, got a PhD in organic chemistry, and the whole time I was it was it was learning organic chemistry, but it was also focused on on drug discovery, drug development. Right. Mm -hmm. So I worked on um, drugs for HIV, uh, mm -hmm. so re reverse transcriptase inhibitors, uh, and it was it was pretty exciting, you know, and uh, really really you know, thought about the possibilities there of working in a, at a pharmaceutical company. And, and that was, that's what I would do for, for my career, you know? Wow. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It's especially like my only interaction with organic chemistry is everyone in, in undergrad being like, Oh, organic uh, chemistry. That's the hardest class yeah. you could take yeah, as an undergrad. Like yeah. that was always the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's, it's like weeding out pre-med majors. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's what's the, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All the doctors had to take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the organic professors they they realize that i think they make it a little extra hard and then because, they get it like 8 a.m too they're like oh we're gonna oh. make this early and painful <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was tough for me in college it really didn't sink in till till yeah. uh till later on until i got to graduate school so what about it did you find like interesting you know what i mean like i, I feel like a lot of people like things like that because it's it's hard you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's a hard subject that not everyone <clears throat> can understand like what kind of drew you to it well uh yeah, I, again, it was going back to that first class uh, on, on drug discovery, uh, synthesis, synthesis of, of the drugs, right? So if you're, take, you're, you're, you're going into laboratory and, and, and making a product, right, that, that is a commercially viable product, right, that, that's, and it helps people, right? That was, that right. Was, so like kind of end result is like you can, yeah. you can help, help people, right, yeah, help the world. Absolutely. That's, that's cool. That, that was that was attractive but also that it was something that maybe I could do right that, that I had like no idea what I would be good at right and so uh, like chemistry sure that like that right on that's that's, that's what I what I want to do what's I could I could be good at that you know that's that's cool yeah so my, my current she, my partner she's finishing up her PhD right now at awake and so like how how long did it take you to kind of finish your your doctorate degree yeah, it was uh, about five years. Five you know? years. Yeah, because you do you do maybe two years of uh, coursework, you know, mm -hmm. classes, and then it's uh, five years of, of research. So basically, just doing doing research for five years, and then you know, accumulation of a, a dissertation, right, of all the research that you've you've done over those five years. So if you had to give me like a high level synopsis of your dissertation for for someone who doesn't understand, you know. Lame, layman's terms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> As well, best I, you can. It's been a long time. Let me think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Basically, 
there are a lot of drugs that are developed from natural products, right? Where they're like uh, Taxol is one, which is a cancer, mm -hmm. cancer drug. So that basically, it's a natural product that you find out in, in, in nature, right? And so, very complex molecules. So you, you can't really su supply the whole world with with uh, these types of molecules yeah, right. to, to, for drugs. So you want to um, synthesize them in a lab, so okay. you can have a have a you know supply of them and, and then you can make analogs of them to to improve potency as well right so um i worked on uh hiv re reverse transcriptase inhibitors so it was a natural product uh and then we synthesized it in the lab it took us a couple of years to be able just to synthesize it and then to make analogs to improve the potency of it so let's did you see any of of that in the market and years after and did they use that research for for anything kind of moving forward um i i believe i believe some similar analogs uh, made it into you know clinical trials and yeah. things like that but you know it's a very small percentage of, of things that move out of clinical trials onto the market right so i'm not i'm not really aware of anything um yeah i mean even even as i entered uh into the pharmaceutical industry you know the, the projects that i worked on um, they don't really yeah, move into in, through drug discovery through um, clinical trials onto the market. I don't. I probably never even worked on yeah. any, anything, uh, any projects that actually made it into the clinic or. Well, yeah, or, like you said, it's probably probably such a small, small percentage that actually gets through all the yeah. way to the end. Like, yeah. So. So it's. Uh, I mean, you're 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 lucky if you're able to to work on a project to to. Uh, to even make it into into clinical trials. Yeah, right. You know? And and it's even tougher to be approved by the FDA to, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So so, so okay, so you finish your PhD and you yep. you obviously successfully and you know, finish your dissertation and everything. Kind of what from there there opportunities are endless for someone probably with your your background in, in the pharmaceutical industry. Kind of how do you how do you pick where to go next, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people uh, do postdoctoral, uh, you know, associate jobs after that. Uh, that just really kind of fine-tunes your, your, uh, your research level, you know. Uh, it's like you don't have to worry about the school aspect anymore. And some people go and, and just get direct jobs directly in, in the pharmaceutical industry, but it's, a, it's much tougher to do that, right? Yeah. So um, I, I, I ended up doing a... a postdoc at the University of Kansas in, in Lawrence, Kansas, and I did that for a couple of years. And uh, that was that was really interesting as well. We worked on natural products there that were big, uh, for, for cancer. And um, that was it's where it's, it's, even, it's even more intense on the uh, on the uh, drug discovery synthesis in the lab uh, and, and a, and a uh, at a university, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not not really a commercial setting. Right. So, but did that for a couple of years, and then it was it's it's just a lot easier to get a job once you have that experience yeah. at a, at, a, at a company. So, um, did that, yeah. So two years there, and then um, I got a job in uh, New Jersey at uh, Purdue Pharma. Actually, I worked uh, there for uh, five years. My first five years cool. doing doing uh, uh, drug discovery research. Yeah. So kind of a, I guess, side, side topic, you know, 
right now I'm kind of in the we're in the bubble of like when you're getting your PhD you're living like a student and then like they, the post the postdocs they kind of give you like a, a like a normal person's salary right and then you can eventually go get a job you know what was the was there any driving factor for you that was like man it would be really nice to like actually get a legitimate paycheck you know from living like a student almost your whole well, life you know until you're yeah, an adult sure. like I mean, there, there, uh, I, yeah, obviously there is a bit, a bit of that, right? You yeah. know, uh, I was very fortunate to my wife, uh, was, was, uh, working at the time, okay. right? Through, through the time that I was, uh, in graduate school. Um, yeah. So yeah. that, that's, it's, it's so less, nice get a partnership. Yeah. And, yeah it's, right. that, that makes it a lot, a lot easier, yeah. you know, but, um, as, as a, as a graduate student, uh, I taught classes and things. So I was really kind of being paid. Yeah. There, small salary, you know, and then the postdoc is, is, a, is like the normal kind of salary. Yeah. But then you go to the company and you start making that salary, and that, and then you go, well, why, why don't I do this? Yeah, to, right, do this right. the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a, a bit of a driving force, but not the main driving force for sure. Yeah. You know. Cool. So first five years in, in work, so it was called Purdue Pharmaceutical. Yeah. So it's it's the actually the company that makes uh, OxyContin. Okay. So yeah. uh, bad is bad uh past few years for those guys they yeah, yeah not 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 a lot of uh had some ethical issues right, right. with everything that they, they're doing there uh my research was a little different than than what they're known for mm-hmm. uh we did uh research on on pain drugs but it was like non-opiate pain drugs that were would not be addictive and um yeah so they they, they they knew they had a problem uh, yeah, early yeah. on, right? So they, they were trying to... <laughs> trying to find d- a pivot. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, they spent a lot of money. Uh, built a 30 million... I, I, boy, I didn't really know I was going to talk about this, but... Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's very cool. Yeah. You know? They built a brand new $30 billion building for us to do, do research on, um, uh, you know, non-opiate pain medication, right? Yeah. So I, I really, really love that job and working there and, and what I was doing and, and, you know, seeing how a company actually functions, uh, with all the different aspects from, from the biology to, uh, in, in vivo studies with animals. And, uh, of course the, the drug discovery that I was, I was involved with, right. Just really open your eyes to the, to how the, the whole commercial side yeah. works of pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. Like it's crazy. Cause like, we're sitting in a brewery now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, did, I, I drank beer back then, but yeah. I wasn't really into craft beer at all, right? Yeah, it was yeah. it was, uh, it was up in Yingling country where. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's all I drank back then. And, so, uh, yeah. So so you spent five years there, and yeah. it sounds like you liked it. So what was what was the reason for leaving? And where? Yeah, you I mean, obviously the company it, uh, had some ethical issues of, of their marketing and and. Uh, you know the whole opiate crisis and how they handled that, right? So they had kind of had a big downturn uh, there, and so um, I was just they, they laid laid a lot of people off, yeah. and uh, you know it was just a really bad situation up there at that time. So um, I wanted to move back to the south, uh, closer to, to Tennessee where I grew up, closer to family. Mm-hmm. So um, interviewed a lot of a lot of different companies from you know several California, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut. And this is really the only place that had uh, that we found a pharmaceutical company in in, uh, in High Point, North Carolina, hmm. uh, Transtech Pharma, that was hiring. So I was fortunate enough to get a get a job there, and uh, worked there for over over ten years. So uh, what do they do? 
Um, they, it's just a small, small company that uh, actually was into several different projects, right? Uh, we had a, an Alzheimer's project, a diabetes project, a cancer project. So um, the Alzheimer's project that, that I worked on there is actually made it into phase three studies, and I believe that's where it is right now. Wow. Um, but, you know, with small companies, basically, once they find find something like that, either they, you know, they will sell it to a major pharmaceutical company or they'll have to invest all their money into, into clinical trials to, to fund, fund those clinical trials, which it could be, you know, a couple hundred million dollars for, yeah. for a clinical trial of a, of a drug, right? right. So um, they were downsizing uh, to, to be able to support that clinical trial of, of the Alzheimer's drug that they had developed. So, um, you know, I was like one of the last few employees that were or, uh, employed employed there. Uh, it was a weird situation where I got, I got I got laid off to so that they could fund that uh, yeah. and that that project. But then they actually brought a few chemists back on to, to work on some other projects. So um, I got I got laid off. But then uh, for several months I was able to work on the idea of of, uh, of Wise Man Brewing. Right. The, the, so you get some downtime. Right? Some down, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was it was perfect. So downtime, worked on the project concepts, uh, you know, finding my business partners, uh, all all those types of things. And then several months later, they, they brought me back on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I worked there and, until I was ready to, to move on to Wise Man Brewing. But yeah, I worked there for a year and a half while we were we were uh, putting this concept together. Wow. So, so you were there for almost, I guess, almost 12 years, basically, uh, in yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. And so you, were, were you doing mostly like, like lab work, like on the bench and that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we were, it was probably at, at, at the height, there was probably like 30 PhD chemists. All, we were all, all working, I mean, yeah. uh, on the bench. Yeah. But we were a small company, so there was there was uh, not a lot of different levels of management right mm-hmm. so there was basically a couple of managers that kind of ran the, the groups and we were we were all just doing doing lab work doing our drug discovery research yeah. you know making molecules every day so cool. um, you know in a, in a bigger company right i'm sure there's different levels hierarchy levels of managers and things like that 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 run projects but yeah we were we were, we were working hard on the bench every day. That's yeah. cool, though. Yeah, and if I mean, especially if you love that, you know, like a lot. Of, I I feel like a lot of people that I've met, they either love research and they want to be on the bench every day for the rest of their lives, or they're just like, I never want to go in the lab ever again. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it. It's def- definitely challenging. I mean, yeah. really challenging. Uh, trying to take in all the drug discovery concepts that you need to develop a drug and apply them and and and. Turn, turn something out, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, okay, so now we get into the portion, you know, kind of you're, you're in the middle and you're starting to form the ideas of a wise man brewing. So what, for, like, your first memory of this concept, what, what, what was that? You know, what was the first time you thought about something like this? So I moved to High Point and uh, um, working at High Point in, in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, it was, it was a pretty stressful time, you know, getting laid off and, and uh, finding a new job. 
Um, so when I moved here, I was like, hey, well, you know, I need to need to find a hobby, right? And so one of the guys I was working with was a home brewer, and I uh, went over to his house one day and tried his his new beer, and it was a it was a really nice porter that he brewed, and yeah. I was like, wow, he did this himself, right? And his with his uh, you know little equipment in the in the kitchen, and I was huh. like, yeah, that's awesome. I could you know I could do that too, right? Yeah. So I just uh, started out. And it just kind of snowballed, right? So, uh, what what do you know, like general time frame, like what year that was? Uh, that was 2000, 2004, 2005, 2005 when I, I made my first batch. So, that was probably before, like, home, I feel like home brewing is sort of like popular kind of now, you know what I mean? It's like you can buy a home brewing kit yeah. and that kind of That was probably before that whole wave, right? Um, I, I would say just as at the beginning of that yeah, wave, yeah, because yeah, that's when uh, here here in Winston Foothills was already established, and Natty Greens was established in uh, Greensboro. In, in, in Greensboro, yeah. So uh, you know the the local microbrewery was just was was booming, you yeah. know, and then there were some homebrew shops that you could go and buy your ingredients and equipment from. Um, that's when the like uh, online sales really picked up at that time. You could you could go and, and just, just get what you needed. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was actually uh, some homebrew clubs that were established, and that's kind of where I uh, I joined uh, Greensboro uh, Battleground Brewers and started hanging out with some other homebrewers and trying to you know uh, learn learn techniques and things like that. And that's that really um, you know helped me a lot to to learn learn how to homebrew yeah. you know, and, and and do it do it well. Right. You know? So, you know, yeah, I just did that for a few years and just, just kind of snowballed and, you know, better equipment, you know, learning more techniques and, and uh, you know. Do, do you remember what the first beer that you made was and how it tasted? Um, it, was a, it was an English pale ale, I yeah. believe, you know, just very kind of a light, little bit, little hoppy beer. Yeah. And it, it tasted pretty, it pretty decent. decent, right? You know, and I'm you sure start, if it was bad, you're probably like, oh, maybe this isn't yeah. for me. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like it was it was not disappointing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and so it's like then you start sharing your beers with your friends and they they say, Yeah, it's pretty pretty good, you yeah. know. But uh it's also free beer for them, so right. yeah. it's a it's a bit of a caveat, right? So yeah. it's like it's been, you know, if they keep coming back for the free beer, that, yeah. that's a that's a good sign. Right. Yeah. Right. So So you did that for a few years then, I guess, before you decided, you know, maybe I could do something with this. So what yeah. was sort of that first step into going from okay this is just a hobby to maybe i could you know do something something real sure yeah it's like i mean i think every homebrewer thinks about it once you start making beer and it starts tasting good to you and good to all your friends and it's like well yeah i could i could make a career of this yeah. right you know so i just started hanging out at some of the local local breweries at danny greens a bit in greensboro and meeting the brewers and talking to them about you know their their what's their day like right as as a brewer you know commercial brewer yeah and, and then um, I got to hang out with them a few days uh, while they were at work brewing you know so I spent a few days uh, brewing with them and getting familiar with some of the equipment you know um, so I mean the commercial equipment is a lot different than in what I was using in my you know. My I'm picturing basement. you with like garden hoses and five gallon buckets. That's like what's in yeah. my in yeah, my exactly. Mind. That's 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 what it was, <laughs> yeah. right? At first, and then you start buying a little bit Real, more sophisticated, yeah, 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 equipment at you know, you know, uh, hmm. sophisticated equipment to to do home brewing with. Yeah, so it gets. I mean, you can spend over ten thousand dollars on just <laughs> on for, equipment for yeah. your own six pack. Like. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, I mean, that, that you know, just it's, it's kind of scary for me, really, to think about how, how would you make that jump from commercial uh, into commercial brewing, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, seemed to be a lot more detailed and, and you know, much bigger equipment and running that seemed, seemed pretty, 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 uh, pretty tough yeah yeah so i i read online that you had you have you have two other founders that kind of helped you get started throughout this could you give a little background on on them and yeah sure friends of yours sure yeah um well first first you know was my wife right yeah Yeah, she she her background is in uh, hr and business and so we uh initially kind of wrote a business plan uh together and uh looked looked like a great idea at the time right just kind of thinking about the possibility right yeah so um and then i kind of put it out there where i wanted to wanted to, to do this and started piecing together like well well what would it take right well we'd have to find find a building and things like that so kind of kind of looked around for for a spot a spot yeah, yeah. i saw so i saw was, the pictures of this building that you guys when you first yeah it was in the article that they published and i was like yeah, doesn't pretty, look like that. Pretty now. rough, pretty <laughs> rough. Yeah, so you know, uh, looked in Greensboro a lot and just kind of looked at buildings, and it was it was really really tough to find find a, a spot that would work, right? So just kind of kind of sat with the idea for for a while, you know, and then I met a couple of friends uh, in in Oak Ridge, uh, where I lived. Um, uh, one one guy, uh, Jason Moorhead, he's uh, finance person right he's a cfo at a local company and then uh he introduced me to one of his co-workers and also it was also a neighbor uh mike beverly which is he's a he's a head legal counsel there at the same company right so um meeting people like that you kind of like pieces piece some puzzle pieces of the puzzle together yeah, yeah. you know like of, of actually running a small business right you know um it's pretty ominous to think about the finances of yeah, a small business absolutely. you know I mean you're a scientist <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so we uh they they liked the idea right I think I think Jason was really interested in owning his own company and liked the idea of a small business and and and, and uh running something and then Mike was Mike was on board as well so uh I again I'd start I'd been kind of looking at buildings in Greensboro and things like that so then we we got together and started kind of looking at uh broaden our our scope of, of locations right so we looked a little bit in high point and then started looking at winston-salem right and has such a cool vibe here downtown it, it seems a little you know a little different vibe than, than greensboro mm-hmm. right so uh, we really liked winston and looked at some of the buildings around and came across the building that we're currently in and met the landlord and he was really on board with our project, which is something that was very different from a lot of the other buildings that that we looked at. So uh, this was a very old building. It had been sitting empty for 10 or 15 years, in really bad shape. Um, and he was really looking for a business to go in here that would allow him to um, revitalize this building and, and the area that we're, that we're in here. Um, so north of the, in the Arch District here in downtown Winston-Salem. So, um, it, was, it was just a really good fit, right? Because he uh, spent, invested a lot of money in, in the upfit of this building and, uh, you know, like a new roof, 
uh, parking lot, uh, you know, paving the parking lot, just all kinds of all kinds of things that needed to be done, and um, he was willing to take care of that mm-hmm. for us. And we just really focused on the brewing side of things, and then the tap room side of things. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a really good fit with us and our landlord, and, and uh, the allowing him doing the effort that allowed us to to get into the building with the, with the price that we could we could afford starting out so and you don't have to go into details but you bring jason on board who's obviously like into the finance world how, i mean how do you fund something like this right like it's such a large capital cost up front yes you know? it's very very large capital cost with especially i mean mostly with the brewing equipment you know yeah. um so uh, it, was, it was really nice that we, we, living in Oak Ridge, I got to know some of the bankers there, a small community, and they talked to us about the SBA programs that were out there. So um, at, at went to BB&T, and they were just really on board with the project and, and got us uh, set up with a, uh, a SBA partner, uh, another bank, and uh, yeah, they, with the business plan and the partners that, that uh, we had uh, had uh, just, they were just really on board with the whole project. SBA is small business association or small business. It's like a small business loan, right? Yes, yeah. it's a small business loan. Yeah. yeah. So that that was yeah that we were able to fund the uh, the brewing side of things and the upfit and uh, the tap room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean I feel like a lot of people nowadays it's there's so much investments and money everywhere it's kind of like you think oh i have to go and i have to sell equity in my company just to make the idea real right so it's like yeah. you guys went the loan route which was probably sure. the a better decision at the time right yeah i mean I, I feel like it's that's that's you know we were all on board with like wanting to to all ha- maintain equity right yeah. you don't want to have to to split it up at all right, right. To, to raise raise money um, well, and we also did have a, a, a set of investors that, uh, private investors, right, where we're, we're now paying those investors back, but it was not a equity type of situation. Sure, sure. So that, that, was, that, that was a big help as well uh, to, get, to get going and do some of the investments that we needed before all the SBA money and loans kicked in. Cool. So, so you get the building, you guys get your tap room set up, you start brewing. I mean, kind of what's that first time frame look like before you guys are able to serve your first class of beer? Yeah, so uh, with, with the building, that was, it was the big uh, year and a half of uh, renovation on the building, right? So really kind of drug out, but it was just a major renovation project, right? Where really nothing is, was left but the, the brick walls. So the building that was built in 1929, right? So it's um, <clears throat> took yeah took 16, 18 months, uh, but that actually gave us some time to do some of the details in the tap room that we weren't um, really thinking about initially, right? So we have our wall of windows uh, that we built together, put cool. together with uh, reclaimed wood from the building. Uh, the tables that we're uh, sitting at is also reclaimed wood. So we were able to do like all kinds of projects like that yeah. with uh that we would not have had time to do i think that makes you know this place a lot give it give it a lot more Absolutely. character and yeah. more interesting yeah. yeah so it was you know in, in the in the end it was it was great that it that it worked took so long to yeah. we got a lot a lot more things in place so you had i mean you guys <clears throat> when did was this i mean they were they were renovating the building for a year and a half and like how how do you go from from your I'm sure you had recipes at that point. 
but like how do you go from transferring that from a smaller scale to something like that which is just massive right yeah so now yeah and now you're getting to like how how do we brew on the on the commercial yeah, yeah. setting when we actually have no experience real experience yeah. except for hanging out at <laughs> i mean Natty, no offense but like yeah, at that point yeah natty greens for you know a couple times right yeah. you know um so um yeah, so maybe probably that last year I had time to to kind of think about how, how to take recipes and convert them to the commercial scale, right? So um, there's a lot of other great resources in North Carolina, other breweries and brewers that I was able to talk to. Um, I hang, hung, out, hung out at uh, Wooden Robot in Charlotte. Uh, Dan Wade is a brewer, owner and brewer down there. He, uh, he really... Uh, helped me out a lot with the equipment. Uh, it, we ended up purchasing the same equipment that they have, so I, I got a little bit of insight on, on, on the exact equipment that we were gonna, gonna, gonna use, uh, and a little bit of in, in, insight on recipes. And so I just, just did some uh, studying on the internet, re really, about how to convert homebrew recipes to, mm -hmm. to commercial recipes. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, and I then. Mean, it, well, it's, it's like, it's funny <clears throat> seeing, cause like, I feel like the craft brewery community is a community, right? Like a yeah. lot of businesses, like, why would I help you? You're <clears throat> going to be my competition. But it's not, it doesn't sure. sound like that's at all the case in this. Generally, niche, that, that's not how, yeah, it's, yeah, that's not the case, right? Most, most breweries and brewers and owners are extremely helpful and yeah. provide you with as much resource as possible, right? Yeah, and it's, without that, that aspect, it, it would have been extremely hard to, to hit the ground running like we did, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's especially in uh, yeah, North Carolina, and uh, it's, uh, that, it's a great environment for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big help. Cool. Um, and also we had, yeah, so we had, we got the equipment installed, and then we actually had the, uh, the company come out and, and uh, do two, our first two batches with us, you know, on their equipment to show us, train us on the equipment, right? And, and even in doing that, we learned so much from the first two brews that we did that we were able to put together some SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures that we, we pretty much follow to this day, you know. That's, so. that's where your science background <clears throat> kicks in, I feel like. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Writing, uh, writing, you know, manuscripts or whatever, step by step and make sure it's the same each yeah, time. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, we, after, after day one, actually, we hired uh, one of my, my friends that was a, uh, uh, ran the homebrew shop as, as our, my, my, uh, brewer, head brewer. And we've been, you know, working together since, since the beginning, since we opened and, and he's, he's even more detailed on SOPs yeah. than me. And it's like awesome. Right. So it's, uh, we've, uh, yeah, it's, it's a key to quality and consistency yeah. of yeah. quality. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And just as like a, a consumer, like a customer, it's like, I can come in here. I know what I'm getting every time, you know, you guys will have something different each time, but it's like, I know that it's, oh, I'm never going to come in and be like, nah, I don't want, I don't want to finish this. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we do like to, we like, I mean, we make a lot of IPAs and uh, fruit and sours and that's, that's what sells and mm -hmm. people really enjoy and buy. Uh, but we also like to make true to style beers. Uh, we, we have a, a, an Irish red that has won some, some uh, medals at competitions, uh, Outreach Daughters, uh, we won two G, two gold medals at GABF, uh, Great American Beer Festival, last uh, few years. So it's a, it's a, it's a true-to-style Irish red, right? So we do a lot of beers yeah. like similar to that. And, and, and also, like once you come in, you try a few beers, 
uh, gain, you have confidence that you know you try something new that yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be good. Maybe it's not your favorite beer, but at least it's not gonna right. it's not gonna suck, right? right. You, right. You, you can you can drink a whole pint of it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very cool. It's a very cool story. I mean, I feel like it's you guys have kind of built this. Uh, I I would say, and, and like I I'm relatively new to the Winston area. We've lived here for three years now, but it's like Wiseman's has always kind of been the the focal point, I would say, of the brewery community. Like, I would sure. say it's one of the cooler places. <clears throat> you know, people want to come here and just hang out. It's like you can get a good mix of, of business people after work and just, you know, friend, college yep. students and that kind of thing. Right? Absolutely. So it's like yeah. you guys have really found that that sweet spot, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, encompassing the whole community, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, students... Uh, people have to work. Yeah, it's that's uh, we see we see that a lot, right? Yeah. So when when you were setting this place up, I mean, <clears throat> the, these breweries in Winston were the first ones that I had been to, and this is not a novel idea now, but where you go up to the you go up to the counter, you order it, and everyone can be on their own tab, and you can do your own thing, and you don't have waiters and waitresses coming to your table and that kind of thing. It's not a bar, right? So it's like, right. was that sort of like from the very beginning the idea, right? Like as a a brewery for for that to be the the business concept like yeah i mean we we obviously we did a lot of uh, market research you know what things that things that we, that we liked you know what 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 pieces of this brewery do we like you know what you know visited a lot of breweries right mm-hmm. so got got to piece together the concepts of, of how we wanted to to run things here and the environment that we wanted in the tap room for for everybody to enjoy so yeah, yeah we just just did a lot of research and, and just kind of put it together how we, we thought it would be best. And yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, like my, my goal, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll put this out online and stuff, but I'm hoping that, you know, Evelyn kind of help out wise man's right. Like eventually hopefully me drive some traffic and yeah, absolutely. new people sure. to kind of see the place. Cause it's like, uh, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people don't that aren't from this local area. Don't understand that. Like there's such a, community of these types of places around here you can go visit and hang out and it's just yes yeah, it's, it's a good vibe you know it's yeah. like it's not it's not like a bar where you, you yeah. it could be tense sometimes yeah you know? yeah it's like i think everybody's happy everybody is pretty pretty laid back and enjoying and the, enjoying being here the other thing i noticed too is like with with the breweries is like i don't need to know anything about beer to go order a beer and i don't feel dumb you know what I mean? So it's like you guys hire people that clearly know what they're talking about. Like I can just be like, you know, I like something that's not too hoppy, and they'll be like, oh, you know, this is what I recommend. Like you don't get that at, you, when you go to like a winery or that kind of thing. Typically, it's a little yeah. more. You kind of need to know what you're talking about, sure. or else you, you feel like you're a little out of place. You know. It's essential that we educate our, our servers. Our, our, our we call them our beer scholars. Yeah. Uh, so uh, instead of bartenders, right? So we, we educate them as best we can, and, and, and we, we hire people that are completely excited about craft beer, you know, and, and want to learn. And it's, it's, you know, helpful for them to be completely knowledgeable so that they can have that customer service like you're, yeah. you're talking about where you don't have to know anything about beer and they can kind of guide you in the right direction and, and, yeah. and you're going to enjoy the beer that you, you select, you know. For sure, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's key, yeah. So, 
you know, we're we're kind of sitting in your in your baby right now, right? Like it's yeah. your it's probably it's my office. It's your office. Right it's where now. you spend. I'm sure all of your time. You know that kind of thing. It's like yeah. it's cool because you can have people that you you know friends and family can come just hang out at work with you, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. But um, what's your I mean, what's your guys's sort of long term vision from here forward? Right? I feel like you've established yourself in this community. You know, yeah. is it? Are you going to be the next Sam Adams, or do you guys want to stay? You know. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good question because uh, things just kind of you know accelerated a little faster than what we envisioned right when we opened. Right, so a couple years in, it's like wow, we really have to to put our heads together and, and kind of figure out where we're going, and we're we're still kind of in in the middle of that process, right? But. Um, we, we, we like the fact that we're it's growing, but growing organically, right? So we're, we're, we, uh, we now have uh, sales, growing our, our sales team. We have sales reps in Charlotte and Raleigh, and uh, we deliver to those two big markets, right? And I think eventually we could cover the whole, the whole state of, of distributing our, our, our beer. Um, and we also are into distributing a small amount into South Carolina right now. So I think we could we could also to, to grow that that market as well. You know, we 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 like the size that we're at right now, and we want to continue to grow. But just you know, just keep it keep it strategically. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And not not right now. We're not taking really big big jumps. Yeah. You know. Um, so we're just, and, and you know, the the economy has been kind of crazy the last two years, you know, especially uh, with restaurants and bars and things like that. So we're we're just, you know, taking it slow, but being very optimistic about where we're going. You know, yeah, I mean, I growth. came I came here during the height of the pandemic when you guys were doing drive-through can delivery, and it was yeah. just like this whole seating area was just can canning yeah. equipment and you know yeah we turned turn the uh the tap room into a warehouse yeah, yeah. you know and uh pivot when needed i guess yeah, yeah and we were we were yeah able to to do that very well i think pivot and uh you know pivot back to yeah. to be restaurants and bars being open and our tap room being open and uh it's been challenging for the last year or so with the uh supply chain uh, issues and we, we have supply chain issues as well just like everybody else everything that we uh, use for the packaging for for the cans and uh, grain and yeah. ingredients uh, it's, it's been tough getting exactly what we we had previously been using so <laughs> having to do a lot of that, that a lot of work to maintain that supply chain yeah yeah and uh, yes yeah, it's, it's challenging well, I mean, you should definitely be proud, obviously, of what you and you guys, your whole team has built, because this this is a super cool place to be. You know, what I yeah, mean? Like, thanks. I think from a, from an outsider's perspective, it's always like, oh yeah, let's go chill at Wise Man's and you know, hang out for a little bit. And yeah, so. well, that's, yeah, it's great to hear, because I mean, that's what that's what we're focused on. That we want to provide great customer service in our tap room and to our our retail partners that we distribute to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we want to make it fun for everybody and uh, and just to be a place to come and hang out and yeah. relax and have a beer you know? yeah i mean outside of that cool cool career trajectory too man i mean it was like i feel like you don't see that a lot you know what i mean like a lot of people who probably start want to start breweries are just like 
frat guys in college and don't know anything about the science behind it and it's obviously a super technical process and takes a lot of practice and hard work to sure make a decent tasting beer you know yeah it is and uh that's that's been that was challenging and it's still challenging we're still uh learning new things every day right we're still learning on the commercial side of, of the production uh, and then running a small business has been probably the, the most challenging thing uh, of learning you know that aspect uh, yeah we have uh, a good group of people that that are, are owners and managers here uh, so that's been very helpful but it's still yeah really challenging learning how to run a small business yeah wild you know? ride i'm sure yeah it's been, it's been, it's been fun and, and, and stressful yeah. yeah but it's in in the end it's it's well well worth it yeah do you ever miss working in pharmaceuticals oh man uh i'm you know not very often but maybe, maybe on a really crazy day yeah. it's like oh i should i should just be in a lab right Put now my headphones you know? on and go back to the bench yeah exactly <laughs> but no i don't i don't it's it's uh it's a whole completely different environment you know um where uh you know there's not a lot of control over over what you're doing there you know i really really like the opportunity to create and uh be in control of of, uh of what we're doing you know how we're doing it Mm -hmm. you know it's and 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 seeing seeing a product you know turn out in a a few weeks go go from go from concept to to having people drink that product in, in, in three or four weeks you know versus a 12 year time span where they may have never used your yeah your research exactly yeah. i mean it's that's that's all good but this is this is fulfilled. It's a different form of medicine yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah but yeah man well i appreciate the time and i appreciate you know taking taking this i, I know you guys are getting ready to open so i don't want to take too much of your time uh, up, but, yeah no but, yeah i like i like talking about this and reminiscing on the on the past and how like yeah. how we got here it makes me makes me grateful for you know, of, of the road that that's got me here, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I guess the last couple of things I had were just mostly about this, this setup in general, right? Like I, obviously I'm practicing and trying to get better at it and I want to continue to make f- people feel like comfortable in talking about this kind of thing. Do you have any feedback or tips about the, you know, actual interview style that you were, things that, things that no, maybe I, questions I could ask or, you know, Areas um, that you would you would want to tell people about, you know. So, I mean, it's that's that's tough. Not not right off the top of my head. I mean, I think yeah. you 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 did a great job uh, <laughs> setting up and uh, and just it's it's I feel very very comfortable talking to you cool, and, cool. and uh, you know opening up and yeah that's 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 that's, that's great yeah I appreciate um, that. yeah I mean yeah I, I like to talk about beer I could talk about yeah, talk I'm about sure. beer, yeah, beer yeah. all day but uh, <laughs> but yeah now you've done it you've done it great job so what about um you know my sort of the ending of of these interview podcasts that i want to do is sort of expand the network onto people that i think everyone kind of knows someone who they admire who they think is successful who is just an interesting person to talk to is there anyone that you think i might be interested in meeting um yeah no yeah another good good question um um, and you don't have to answer now. You can always like I can shoot you an email or whatever if you think yeah. of anyone. But I mean, my my the people that I have come in contact right recently are just bar bar owners and yeah. uh, developers and real estate agents and things yeah. like that. And there yeah, are some all, yeah. there are some interesting interesting stories there. Uh, I mean, so for example, the the owner of this building right where he is he owns several businesses. Not, he doesn't own the business, but he owns the building, mm-hmm. buildings, right? Ramcat next door to us, oh. uh, Earl's uh, across the street, 
fiddle and fish. He he owns, owns a piece of Winston Salem. Yeah, yeah, and and he's they they've over the last fifteen years they put a lot of effort into um, developing this area, and I think it's such a cool uh, thing that they've done here. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. That what, what's, I would, what's his name? Uh, Drew, Drew Drew Gerst. Drew Gerst. Okay, I might reach out to you after and. and Ask for his info and just maybe I'll reach out to him separately. Yeah, that that would be interesting too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like big, high high, uh, high tier real estate, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's they 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 uh, they really uh, like this uh, area of town and then put a lot of effort into redeveloping it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see it too. Like for those who aren't in the Winston area, you know, it's like, and coming in, you would never have guessed this was tobacco everything and then for a while i guess it was just kind of desolate you know and now it's sort of this like lively downtown area where you can kind of walk from place to place and it's super cool so. yeah yeah and we're and I, I, it's not the end right it's it's yeah. it's going to be it's another, another five bigger. years it's going to look even different than it does now what yeah. are they building over there that's uh, apartments uh, so oh. yeah two, like 270 unit complex wow. of apartments right across the street from us so really excited about Perfect that for you guys that's like <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> like walk like literally walk to get your drink and then go home if you want uh, yeah, and then you know, and North Carolina has also passed some laws on social districts where it, it's a, if you can um, declare a certain areas social districts and you know take take your alcoholic beverage uh, in the street and things like that. So we're, cool. uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if Winston uh, see if you can carve take, that takes little, on that concept. I mean, this would be right. This whole up through through uh, fiddle and fish would kind of be the whole. Yeah. 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 We got. Radar, radar, down, yeah, down oh, on yeah. the other other end, and uh, yeah, I, I think in Winston Winston Junction next to Earls, I think there's going to be some other businesses coming in, especially with the apartments uh, going in, and there's probably some retail space in the yeah. in the apartments as well. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see where this this area how yeah, how, sure. how it grows over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Well. Appreciate your time again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's good I would to talk love to you. To do this again. Obviously, we'll try to bring some friends over, say hi next few days or whatever. Yeah, but, absolutely. Cool. But, no, thanks again. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, that means you're part of my tribe of 1,000 true fans. So as sort of a secondary goal, aside from posting one new podcast at the last Sunday of every month, um, I'm trying to build out a network of 1,000 people who are really interested in the same stuff that I'm interested in. You know, let me know in the comments what you guys would be interested in hearing. If you are watching this video, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, definitely subscribe and like the videos. And then if you're listening to a Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast, definitely try to leave a review, write a comment, and I'll read those and I'm going to take all those to heart and definitely try to include that feedback as I move forward in my interviewing career. So once again, thanks for tuning in. I will see you guys next month.